Welcome to Powwow Live Podcast from powwows.com, connecting you with native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Powwow Live Podcast. I'm Paul Gowder, the founder of powwows.com, and thank you for being here. Powwows.com is your place to come and learn, experience, connect with Native American culture, and we help you do that through a variety of ways like our podcast, our powwow live streams, our articles, our photos and videos, and of course, our powwow calendar. So check all that out over at powwows.com. But today, I'm so excited to have an interview with the Native American Women Warrior Association. These women are from all branches of the military. They act as color guards, but outside the arena, they're doing so much more to help not only represent their selves, their families, their branch of service, but to help other women that are in the military or coming out of the military with issues and uh, whether it's financial or mental or spiritual, they are there for them. And it's an amazing group of women, so much distinguished service. I can't wait for you to hear that interview, but I do have a couple of announcements. First, if you're looking for powwow information, we are adding so many powwows to the calendar right now. It's it's very exciting. So make sure you head over to powwows.com slash calendar. Also, we have a downloadable free PDF that includes our entire powwow calendar for the next 12 months. You can download that to your phone, your device, your tablet, your laptop, whatever, and you can search it and use it for free and get all the information. You can find that over at powwowcalendarbook.com. We come out with a new issue of that every month. Okay, and we also right now have a giveaway from our friends at Pendleton. They've provided us a new design, a new blanket that they just released called Gather. The proceeds of this blanket go to support the Dig Deep project, which is helping fund water development projects on the Navajo Reservation. You can enter to win that blanket over at powwows.com slash win. You can enter daily to get extra entries. Good luck. Now, don't forget... We are, I mean, powwow season is kicking off, right? We've got lots of live powwows coming to powwows.com. If you're not able to make it out to powwows every weekend, make sure you're checking our schedule. Head over to powwows.com, look for the watch live link, and find out when we're streaming live. Like last weekend, we streamed the Seminole Tribal Fair, Fair from Hollywood, Florida, live all weekend, and that was a fantastic event. It was really good to see that event back on the calendar and happening again. This coming weekend, we're going to be streaming the World Championship Hoop Dancing from the Herd Museum out in Phoenix, Arizona, and lots more powwows coming live. So make sure you're watching that so you don't miss any of our live streams. We stream live on Facebook, YouTube, and our website, so look for all of those on your favorite channels. Okay, everybody, thanks so much. I want to get to today's interview. The Native American Women Warriors was founded to establish the recognition for Native American women veterans that served the country in any branch of the armed forces during any era. They strive to assist fellow Native women veterans in receiving assistance needed for recovery, transition out of the military, PTSD support, and other emotional and mental traumas that may have been acquired during their service. They aim to act as a resource in employment readiness and higher learning goals for their veterans. What an incredible vision, and they're doing it really well. So here is my interview with the ladies from the Native American Women's Warriors Association.
ladies, thank you so much for being here. I am so honored to have you here and for you all to spend some time with me. So let's go around and introduce yourselves and tell some, you know, about, uh, about your backgrounds. You want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, my name is a uh, Micheline big man. I'm the founder of native American women warriors. I'm a, uh, a member of the Absalogan Nation, also known as the Crow Tribe. I'm a retired United, Sta- uh, United States Army combat vet, Iraqi Freedom. And uh, we've been with uh, the or- I've been with the organization for 13 years. Wow. Go ahead, Vice President. President. Good, evening. Good evening. My name is Keyshawn Smith. I am the president for NAW. And I am a Sergeant First Class Active Duty in the U.S. Army, stationed at Fort Benning, Georgia. I'm in the process of retiring soon. And I'm from the Fort McDermott, Paiute, and Shoshone Indian Reservation in northern Nevada. And I've been with NAW since 2012, but more or less I've been active as I've come into my retirement over the past two to three years. All right. My name is Takara Hansel. I'm the vice president for Native American Women Warriors. I have been with the organization pretty much the same same time period of Keyshawn, I think, um, maybe one year longer. I have, um, on my mother's side, I'm Abenaki from the Siskoi Sokoki tribe. And on my father's side, he is Seminole, Lumbee, and Muscogee. And then um, I was in the uh, Coast Guard Reserve starting, and then I ended up going into the Air National Guard, and I ended up getting out at uh, 2015 as a senior airman. And yeah. All right. <laughs> One more. I am Natalie Holt Breen. Um, I am the technology uh, specialist and developmental um, coordinator for NAW. I am a volunteer. Um, my mother's side is Penobscot. And I am pretty much a newbie. I started with NAW <laughs> since June, but TK and I have been best friends since our teens, which was way back in the day, uh, going to powwows <laughs> and singing and traveling the circuit. And so I started uh, this past June. And now I'm on the board and helping out these amazing women um, fulfill their goals and dreams and and um, helping the organization. Awesome. Well, so first thing, now that you've introduced yourselves, I want to say thank you for your service and thank you for all you do. It's really amazing to have this kind of group here. And, and I know you guys um, do a lot of outreach and a lot of stuff. So I guess I want to start with you know, how did the group come about and kind of what what is your mission as an organization? <clears throat> well, it actually, being in the military in, in um when you come out of the military, women are not very recognized for anything. And I also found that out in the uh, in the native circle, the powwow circles, that we weren't really recognized. So it's always been my passion, even while I was in the military. Look, you know, females, we serve, we go to combat, you know, all of that. And then when I got out of the military, um, I was known for putting um, on my regalia, uh, my especially my jingle dresses, either my rank, a combat pack or something. And what I did was in 2010, I actually made three dresses for me and two uh, former uh, members during Denver March. And 
they were they were practically identical. And um, I put our combat patches, our ranks, army, whatever patches that they wanted on there. And we were just gonna dance. I mean, we were just gonna get into the granite. We were just trying to show off our new jingle dresses. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. A lady by the name Camille Claremont. I remember it was Saturday, the second grand entry, and we were get, we were getting ready. We had our new dresses. Um, we were excited, and then I was like, "We got to get going. We got to get into grand entry. It's about to start." So she had asked us about the dresses. She goes, "I noticed your dresses are similar," and I said, "Yeah, I made them. I made all the outfits." And I said, uh, "Well, we're." She goes, "What is is it?" Uh, what does it signify? I said, it signifies that we're, we're veterans. I'm army, I'm regular army and we had an army reserve and we had an army national guard. I said, I was deployed and their, their units were mobilized during Iraqi freedom. So I said, we kind of fall under that campaign. So we didn't think anything of it. So it was uh, the, the other two ladies was Tony Eagle Feathers and uh, Cindy Littlefeather. We uh, went down, we were getting ready to, get into the grand entry and line up because they were lining up and here comes Chico Hermeni horses. And he's, he was the re- arena director and he hands me this paper tablet and he wants me to, I need you to put your rank, the nation you represent, your branch of service. And I'm trying to hurry up because they're lining up. I'm looking and they're okay, they're lining up now. And I don't want to be way in the back. But um, while I was writing that in haste, he said, what's the name of your color guard? And I said, Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We're, we're not a color guard. We are, all we have is our hand fans. We, I, I just made some dresses. And he goes, what branch? I said, well, we all army f- affiliated. And um, he goes, what campaign? I said, Iraqi freedom. So he was, the, our first name was actually, he gave us Army Women's Iraqi Freedom Veterans. So that's what I wrote down. And then the girls filled out their information. We didn't have no flags. All we had was hand fans. And then he put us last. He goes, I'm going to put you last <laughs> I looked at the girls. I'm like, man, we can't catch a break, can we? <laughs> so, but that was the best place to put us. And we were not um, aware of what was about to happen. Well, <clears throat> they even put us behind the ROTC. But anyways, while we were, um, while we did the grand entry and they're announcing the color guards and we're moving forward, um, then it came to us. We were the last. And Lawrence Baker and I really miss the, the, the Indian humor. Um, he was like, well, look at what we have here. This is the prettiest color guard I've ever seen. <laughs> so, you know, we were smiling and batting our eyes. And <laughs> but he was he meant he gave uh, gave a little uh, snidbit of what he did. He said, I've been a, at the time in 2010. He said, I've been a, a MC for 25 years. And I've always had the um, opportunity and great opportunities to announce a lot of great people that do great things. He goes, but today I get to announce the first all-female Native American color guard. And I don't think he even got women's Iraqi freedom veterans. There went the drums, the war cries, the lulus, something we did not expect at all. At all. So... um, then that's when he said, uh, I'd like to introduce the Army Women's Iraqi Freedom Veterans. And the reason why we changed it to Native American Women Warriors, because, well, we were, that's how it started. We were being invited to all these powwows. And then I, I actually, I thought, while well, we're growing us in membership, and it was mostly Army, 
So I created um, the the mission and vision, and I started a charter, and I thought, well, I wanted a little bit more organized. And then I was approached by a Marine, and she said, I want to join, but you guys are Army. And I said, we need to change the name because we have to be inclusive of all branches. And at the time, I was right in the middle of my bachelor's degree, and it was one evening while I was in the closet doing my paper, we were trying to come up with a name. They said it's got to be warriors and that we're women. And I was like, I was so tired. And I was like, I don't know, Native American women warriors. And then the acronym will be NAW. And they're like, yeah, that's perfect. I'm like, <laughs> okay, good. We're going to change it. Native American women warriors. And then that's how it, it kind of it, it exploded after that. We were really, what really opened the big doors for us was when we were in Obama's 2013 inauguration. Yeah. In our in our outfits. And like I say, we, we little by little, we, we finally got some flags. <laughs> then we weren't just using our hand fans anymore. Now we were borrowing flags. And then eventually we, we got to where we're at now. I mean, we have, we had ladies come and go, but I think everybody that's been part of NAW has made NAW what it is and very unique. Um, we're all about uh, taking care of, we've been, we've even helped our male counterparts. We're at, we're advocates we're involved in our communities and we're involved with the youth. And like I said, we do a lot, a lot of things. And like I said, I could not make any of this happen if it wasn't for the ladies that we have. Yeah. I remember um, the Obama and uh, when you guys, I mean, you, it, you burst on the scene. It was like, you know, all of a sudden your, your photos were everywhere. It was really exciting to see. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So now fast, you know, we're, we're now, a few years past that. Right. Um, so where, what's the organization look like now and, and where are you, how are you involved in things now? Last year well, we have, um, go ahead. Last year, um, we've done multiple, <laughs> so many, uh, we, uh, were part of the Paresian, um, excuse me, the parade that happened over at the Native American Smithsonian Museum, when they put up the memorial um, statue, the mem- yeah, and uh, that was a magical moment. Absolutely, will always engrave that in my heart. So many tears, <laughs> so many veterans were surrounding us, and the honor to be able to be around them was just amazing. Um, I know that other other ladies here want to piggyback off of that as well, um, Keyshawn. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we've really come leaps and bounds. You know, the first time that I remember seeing the organization was that that picture at Denver March and my heart absolutely melted. And I immediately contacted Micheline and she gave me an application. And at that time we were doing essays and I just wrote an essay from my heart. And when she contacted me, she said, I'm literally in tears right now. She's like, your essay had brought me to tears. She's like, the passion that you have for this organization is what, what we're about at the time. So um, like I was saying in the beginning, I wasn't able to be an active member as much as I wanted to <clears throat> due to you know military service and stuff like that. And now that I'm on the tail end of my military service, 20 years, I'm able to be more productive productive, active, nominated as the president, you know, so really being able to lean forward and 
continue on. The whole reason why we join, right? <clears throat> I can speak, mm-hmm. speak for myself. The reason why I joined was to be a part of a community and organization where we're all like-minded individuals, you know, like we have a purpose in life. The reason why we join the military, the reason why we still support our, our tribe, our reservation, where we come from. And then it's just being able to connect with like-minded individuals because in the military, we meet people from all walks of life. Same, same is true with the native American community. We're all from different walks of life, similar paths, similar ways, but just like we all have our own language and dialect, we still be able to come together and make things happen and share a common bond in that way. Sorry if I was long-winded on that one. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that um, as a female military member leaving the military, the one thing I can say for myself, and I know that the girls will probably nod to this, is the fact that we as individuals are there for our community, are there for our tribes, are there for our families and our friends. And you have this honor to be able to, to wear the stripes, to wear the, the uniform and serve your community. And then when you end up leaving the military for whatever reason it might be, you still have that engraved in you. It's, it's in our culture. It's in our blood to do that. And so um, when I got out of the military, uh, I had to focus on my family because my husband's in the military too, and he's a uh, state trooper on top of that. But I wanted to be able to still serve my community in some way. And when I had one of the former members, uh, Miss Baker, reach out to me to apply, I was like in tears. I was so ecstatic. And for the fact that um, I'm a- I've been able to travel around places that I've never even thought of to be able to work together with these amazing women. I'm just so tickled pink about it. (laughs) And um, to be able to represent with wearing the uniform when I'm back in my community, it just, it, it makes me feel very special in that sense. And to be able to know that um, we're there for our community, we're there for each other and we are representing um, the native community in a very wonderful way. I think part of that to carry on is is to show an example um, for our young women that are coming up that, you know, we can be strong and united uh, with a sisterhood and we can serve our military and serve our people in all capacities. And I know for me, my passion when I came um, to NAW, I, I really had to I, I got invited to go to Penn State powwow with them, and I was able to see this amazing organization and these strong women uh, serving in this capacity, and and to watch the, the young women and girls um, see these women doing these amazing things and being strong and united, um, it really touched my heart, and also the passion of the organization. My father retired, uh, senior master sergeant in the Air Force. And my mother also served um, not in the military, but in for Space Command and for uh, working for them. Um, Also, she retired out for um, the Army Corps of Engineers. She went over to Iraq. And I I just remember um, 
when my father retired out and how uh, disjointed we became because we were such a military family and every generation had been in the military and I, I was a young girl and I didn't quite understand it at the moment um, until later. And I think that it's, it's a very hard transition uh, for individuals mm-hmm. to retire out. And it's almost like they lose part of themselves and part of their identity and their self-worth. Um, and to have an organization where people can come together and it's not just women Um, I mean, these women serve in so many capacities, both male and female, to help individuals out um, who are in the military actively or who are retiring out and helping to get get the resources, the counseling, to lend an ear, um, to have that, um, I think, should have been a prominent thing all along. And I think it's becoming more and more. It's just an amazing support group. Uh, for individuals and and to see those young girls look up to these women at powwows or on TV or social media, it's it's just amazing. I love what you said that uh, about community. Uh, my dad was um, he served twenty something years in the Air Force, and I know for him, and, and I've seen it in others. When you do leave, what you're talking about, you know, you do lose not only a sense of yourself, but you do lose that community too. And uh, I love the idea mm-hmm. that you guys are forming a community for each other um, that can continue. That That's awesome. I really, really like that message. Mm-hmm. So uh, in 2023, where can, where are we going to be able to see you guys um, this year? You got plans for travel? Well, Seminole uh, Fair well, is coming got, up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got, yeah, we got the Seminole Power. We're all, we're all excited for Seminole. Yes. In February. And in a few we're weeks. Known, yeah. A week. One, I mean, we're week. known for being our color yeah. guard. I mean, being color guard. But uh, we've also been able to um, talk to a lot of the uh, youth. We've actually done some speaking engagements in some of the Indian schools and mm-hmm. talked to them. And I said, you know, uh, I said, it's you don't have to join the military. I said, it's all about choices. So a lot of times... We got a chance to talk to that. We've done advocacy work. Like I say, we've been able to help some of the ladies get some of their, if it's not the ladies, the guys get their benefits. And whenever, whenever we get that chance, I tell people, I said, whenever you get that chance to be that voice. And I tell people, I'm like, I'm just a voice. And, um, and it's great because our voices is expanded. I mean, you have other, other organizations out there that are, are doing the very same thing, all these extraordinary women. And it's just, it's just amazing that the fact that we, we um, <clears throat> can, you know, reach out and touch those, those people. I, my, my main thing is if we can help one person, then we've met, met our objective. So I'm like, it's like, I am, I, um, I'm honored to work with some amazing women and um, those that have come and gone, like I say, it's, they've made native American warriors and me as a better, a better leader and a better person through that. Thank you. All right. We had one more person join. If you, if you don't mind, introduce yourself, tell us about uh, your involvement in the group. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry for being late. Um, yes. Um, um, I, my name is Callie Cloud. Um, my involvement is I am um, a secretary and the member of the Native American Woman Warriors. 
um, I retired from the army and, you know, I, I seen that the things that, um, Native American women warriors were doing and how they were representing other Native American women. And I wanted to be a part of that. It, it's, um, it's a good image. And I think we're very impressionable on, um, other young Native American women. And I, I fully support them. Yeah, we, we talk a lot about representation here at powwows.com, and um, I get excited when we're able to show that there are more paths out there for for our Native youth, and, and even better when we can show our Native women youth that there's there's even more paths out there. There's, there's so many role models you can follow, and you ladies are setting an amazing path for young girls to follow. What, you know, for those young girls that you talk to at powwows or whatever, you know, what, what do you tell them about service and, and how, how they could get involved or, or what their path should be? Um, so when it comes to um, the service, I actually tell them, like, the difference um, from being on the reservation and in trans- transformation into the military um, and you know, when we leave the reservation, we always think we're going to be out there on our own. And that's completely not true. Um, there's a lot of native American, um, native Americans in the United States army and the, you know, in the, in the U S forces, um, especially when you go overseas, we think we're alone and we're really, we're really not, um, and it's just breaking out of your shell and, you know, going out to introduce yourself to other native Americans. I think that's one of our biggest problems. When we see each other, like you don't really say nothing, and I think um, being a part of Native American Women Warriors has kind of encouraged me to go out and say, "Oh, are you Native American?" You know, because you recognize the features, you recognize each other. We just don't know how to approach each other. So I think that's one of the bonuses is that we put ourselves out there so much. Now we're just comfortable with saying, "Hey, you know, come do something with us." Or, you know, we there's um. Every installation has a Native American um, group, and so, you know, we're everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, used to be a recruiter for the Air National Guard, and so I will kind of always have my recruiter hat on when it comes to always um, seeing members of military who have uh, Native descent, and I'll talk to them about it. Even if you're not Native descent, you can um, become auxiliary as well. And um, if they want to be part of something that they think would be for a great cause, because it's always great to be part of your community and also volunteering in the the first place. Um, But when I personally am at powwows, I especially while I wear the blue dress or the red dress with the sequence top there, um, I especially go out of my way to try to talk to the youth and say hello and uh, get them to come out and Mm -hmm. dance and sing and, uh, make sure that they they are involved with their their culture. That's awesome, and I'm looking forward to seeing you ladies um, next weekend at Seminole. We will be streaming it live on powwows.com, so that's going to be pretty exciting. All of our viewers out there can can now see you uh, actually in action. So um, again, but thank you so much for spending a, a few minutes with me, and uh, I'm so honored. I mean, I don't know that I've ever had a collection like this of people on the show. <laughs> Um, with so much distinguished service among you. So thank you. Anything else before we go that you want to say to everybody? Uh, I would love to uh, intervene. And so the Native American Women's Warriors have been asked to 
participate in color guard services at the D-Day parade in uh, 2024. And we're raising money to be able to um, come together as a group to go over there to represent um, Native Americans, uh, women's, uh, women and, and the warriors and um, to, you know, show our colors and, and parade down. Um, so you can contact um, or donate if you wanted to um, at our website at uh, Native Americans Warriors Association.com. And we would really appreciate that. Where's the parade? Uh, Normandy. Wow. Normandy, France. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. All right, so that, there you go. We heard it. There's the challenge. They need some help. Let's get them there. Um, that, that's amazing. Amazing. So, well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And we'll make sure we put the link out there on powwows.com so everybody can go and find out more. I think, and they and can find you. us on Instagram and Facebook, too. Yeah, go give them a follow <laughs> on social media. We're all over. <laughs> we would love your support and love <laughs> and likes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks again to these women for their service and for spending a few minutes with us. So thank you for being here for today's episode of the Powwow Life podcast. I hope you'll subscribe over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thank you for being here and your support. Thank you for being a part of our community, Powwow Nation. You are the reason that powwows.com continues to grow and succeed, and I appreciate that. And I'm so thankful every day for the community out there. You are the best. So I hope to you are able this weekend to get out to a powwow or just spend some time with your family. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Power Life podcast from powers.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of our next episode. Find the Power near you by visiting www.powers.com forward slash calendar. Support powers.com by visiting www.powernation.com.
luck, here is this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.